How do you, as a leader of a growing community, truly make a conference or event that has impact? A gathering with purpose and an attendee experience that knocks their socks off? An event that leaves your audience in awe and wondering where you've been their whole life? Make It Kick-Ass is the podcast that explores these questions by uncovering the strategies, tactics, and tools that we use every day to bring our clients' conferences to life. I'm Isaac Watson, executive producer of Kick-Ass Conferences, and we're here to help you make it kick-ass. Welcome back to another episode of Make It Kick-Ass. I am your co-host, Isaac Watson, executive producer of Kick-Ass Conferences, and joining me, as always, the inimitable Nessa Jimenez. Hi, Nessa. Hi, Isaac. Hi, everybody. (laughs) You're just... I just keep trying to come up with new ways to introduce you and <laughs> I'm starting to run out. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to start brainstorming new. Yeah. New... You're starting to get too fancy now. <laughs> I know. Well, using big words, this is a problem. Uh, Ness is our operations manager. In case you've forgotten, I hope you have not. Uh, we are here to dive in with an episode focused on one of the most common questions that we get asked. That's what this season is all about. And kind of teasing apart what what do people really mean when they ask these questions what are the underlying problems that are making these questions bubble up to the surface and what are some of the ways that we can solve them and some of some of the ways that we do solve them in the work that we do because we are professionals uh (laughs) we think we are professionals so uh this episode today we're going to talk um about a question it's fairly straightforward but the question that we get asked often is should my event be free and this is a pandemic question let's be honest yes before the pandemic this wasn't really such an effort you know a frequently asked question yes and i think one of one of the well we'll 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 dig into that but uh i don't want to get ahead of myself here uh should my event be free is our core question nessa let's first dive into what people really mean by this and see if we can, you know, pull it apart a little bit. So, yeah, the big question, is this conference actually worth what we're charging? And, and we talked a little bit about that earlier this season. The the word worth there, that's a big one that we, we've got mm-hmm. to explore and do some diving in there. Um, they, what they're also asking is, can I get away with charging this much? Again, as a as we've talked about before, this this feeling of like they're cheating or they're doing something mm-hmm. naughty, so they have to like phrase it that way. <laughs> and lastly, how do I get the biggest audience ever, right? I want as many people as possible to come. So does making this thing free automatically mean that that's I'm going to achieve that goal? Yes. And I would add to this, this um, uh because this is a pandemic-induced question, what we what we started hearing, especially from other conference organizers that had been doing in-person stuff for years, was this questioning of whether an online event, which in a lot of respects is much cheaper to produce than something in-person, um, if they could get away with doing it for free or for very, very, very low cost as a way to counterbalance both their decreased expenses and to increase their audience, to convince people to attend online when they were used to attending in person before. And I think that's, to me, what's really kind of interesting is like, how do we, 
how do we balance that? Uh, so let's dive into some of the actual problems um, that that cause these questions to come to the surface. Uh, I think the big one is like not having a well-defined value to your event uh, or having uh, a little bit of low confidence in having created a weak attendee experience, right? Like if you feel like you haven't put in the effort or you're not sure if this, uh, especially if this online event is going to deliver the same things that it used to deliver in person, for example, uh, that can raise these questions, these confidence questions around, well, you know, is this even worth charging for? Are people going to pay for this kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And going back to the word worth from the question, right? Uh, Worth implies value. So what they're actually telling us, like, what is the value of this thing? Like, that's what they're actually asking us to do, to tell them what is the value of of the event. Uh, Because if you don't know the value of your product, you're going to have a hell of a time trying to sell Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Another problem I think uh, that, that stems from this is being a little too worried about quantity over quality of your attendees. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, some people get wrapped up in chasing this numbers game. It's like, Oh, well, you know, if it's free, I could, you know, get thousands of registrations instead of getting a couple hundred or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And this, it's just kind of a disingenuous metric to, to think that somehow, uh, big numbers equal a more successful event without really realizing that when you have a free event, especially a free online event, attrition is insane. Like it, the attrition of people actually attending is just off the charts. Uh, and you end up with, you know, 20%, 25% who are actually showing up if they haven't paid anything because there's no skin in the game. And what's the first thing we're going to do when we're not feeling like staring at our computers when attending a free online event? We're just going to not do it, right? Right, right. Yeah, and as humans, like, we we get really impressed with numbers. We love seeing numbers, like right? Like, oh, a thousand people signed up. Like, that's great. Um, most of those people are not going to attend because <laughs> it was free. And so being free, like you said, no skin in the game, no investment. They lose nothing because they put in nothing, Um especially for an online thing, right? Uh, so yeah, the the worry about if I have more people signed up or more people even live, it's better. Uh, it's not necessarily, I mean, if your only goal is to having a lot of people sign up, then yeah, sure, you made it. But if we're doing a conference, that's just the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Like selling the tickets, now you have to do the thing, right? And, and think yeah. about your engagement too, right? Like, mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing a free event, sure, you get 5,000 people signed up. But if only 500 show up and you were planning on 5,000 and you'd created activities or ways for that Mm -hmm. audience to engage with with each other, that's going to dramatically change the environment and the experience that those attendees have if what you had created was for this larger group and only a fraction of that showed. And then if the 500 people are lurkers who just want to watch the live stream but don't want to click on anything or interact in any way it can feel like there's nobody at your event and that's the worst feeling (laughs) yes i think all of this comes down to me to not having a marketing strategy Mm -hmm. Uh, when we're talking about worth when we're talking about event value when we're talking about uh quality of attendees if you have a solid marketing strategy 
that can address these underlying issues and can help solve them. Uh, but if you don't have a marketing strategy, which most people don't have when they come into organizing a conference, that's one of the things that we do is develop that for them. It's uh, it's really hard to have that confidence and to have that, um, that you know, it's a lot of it's self-esteem, right? Like to, to actually go out there and sell the tickets and communicate that value to those people. All right. Uh, so we've talked about some of the problems uh, feeding into these questions. Let's talk about some of the ways that we can help solve those. Uh, so going back to value and worth, uh, it's really about understanding your audience's perception of value and the value of the content, which comes down to understanding your audience. And maybe we're just a broken record on this, Nessa, but uh, mm -hmm. understanding your audience is everything. And again, we start with that early, early on in the process with our clients, through our event labs, uh, through all of the, the production work that we do, uh, because ultimately, uh, your if you don't have an audience there, you don't have a conference. And if you don't understand your audience, you can't create a conference that they're gonna love. Right, and we're not saying that the answer is no, you should never have a free event. Like that's not what we're trying to say, but uh, there are hard costs. So somebody has to pay for it, first yeah. of all. Uh, <laughs> and second of all, this assumption, because you're, you're walking in already with the assumption that like people are not gonna wanna pay for this. So right. we have to explore like why, what, you know, what, what's wrong with it? Because <laughs> that's not true. If you're giving people value and something that adds value to their lives or, you know, be it entertainment, education, access, you know, like people will pay for that. It's just understanding what is valuable to that audience. You know, some people care about certain things and then other people don't give a crap about that same thing. Um, so if you're not exploring that, um, you're never going to find uh, a confident answer. You'll never be confident with whatever number, even with free. Like you'll never truly be confident in that if you're not doing your homework of understanding the audience and then understanding uh, the value that you're giving to that audience. Yeah. And one of the ways that we do that is by helping you understand what outcomes you're delivering mm -hmm. for that audience. Uh, you know, many... Many times, you know, we work with speakers on developing their topics if they need help. And, you know, one of the questions that um, that we get asked a lot from speakers is, you know, like how, you know, I feel I feel like this is a little rambly or I'm trying to cover too much here. And we always counter that with saying, well, what do you want people to take away from this? What is the outcome? What do you want them to do with what you're telling them? Uh, and if you can focus on the outcomes, whether that's, you know, in a, in a talk you're preparing or when, when we're talking about the conference more broadly as a whole, then uh, you can use those outcomes to then build into that. And that helps define your value. If you can say in your marketing, we will help you do X, Y, Z, uh, or uh, you're going to come out of this having learned fill in the blank uh, that's going to come across much stronger in delivering that value and communicating that to them. And under all of that is understanding why you're doing this in the first place. What are your motivations? Why are you even hosting a conference? Um, that's another thing that comes out of our event lab is like, we ask these questions like, why now? Why you? You know, yeah. like yeah. really questioning the the relevancy of your intentions um, in in a way that we hope will 
will help solidify those and help you feel more confident about them. At some point down the line, you decided that whatever this thing you're doing had to be a conference, had to be an event, right? Mm-hmm. That That's a decision that that's made. Um, so we ha- we explore why. Why does this have to be an event? Why can't this just be a video that you stick on YouTube? Or, you know, wh- why does it have to be this? And from there, we help people build on top of that through event lab right and through the strategy of okay if this is your why what are the outcomes that you're tying to that right because if it has to be a conference it has to be a conference for for the the central reason which is the outcomes can only be achieved by Mm -hmm. this format right yes (laughs) Yeah. That's that's me cheating. That's me, you know, spoiling, uh, giving the answers. But yeah, at, at the core of it, you decided that it had to be a, a conference. It had to be an event because you could only achieve your goals through that. OK, but what are those goals and how yeah. does that tie to the audience that you're presenting this to? And from there, from these conversations, it, that that that's where we can build towards pricing. Pricing is not a number that you just decide on on day one. Right. <laughs> you, you go from there. Um, so when people ask this, should my event be free? Like with most of the questions people ask, it, it depends. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to harp on it just because that's what we do. But it, re- it all comes back to understanding your audience. Uh, whether that's their socioeconomic status, you know, what can they afford to pay for the outcome that you're going to deliver? What are they willing Mm -hmm. to pay? Um, what resources do they have? What resources do you have as an organizer? Uh, how, you know, we will, we will question why, why are you even doing this? Is there anybody else out there that does? Are there any other ways that we can possibly do this? Um, not because we don't want to produce conferences because that's what we, of course we want to do that, but we want to do them the right way. We want to do them, uh, intelligently and intentionally. And we want to make sure that whatever we're creating with our clients is something that is going to meet both their goals and their audience goals. So that's, that's, that's partially why we keep coming down to this, uh, question or this, this notion of understanding your audience, because that, that is core to everything 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 that we do and even if the ticket is free you still have to do all this homework because you need to be confident because even if it's free you're still got to sell the ticket like (laughs) they're not trading money but you got to get them to the website you got to get them to register and then you got to get them to show up exactly yeah honestly that's harder if it's free Yes, yes. Because there's, yeah. there is no skin in the game. There's no commitment from them to do that other than giving you some registration information. Uh, and, and related to all of this, and another question that comes up in our event lab process is, uh, you know, who isn't this for? It's really easy for people to say, oh, well, I want everybody and their moms to show up, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, cool, but like moms don't care about yeah. X uh, or yeah. Y. And, and so by identifying like who, who is not invited, who doesn't belong here, Mm -hmm. who are you intentionally excluding, which is another, uh, thing that, that, um, comes from Priya Parker when talking about setting your, your gatherings purpose, um, that, that is a really key question to answer because that helps you identify 
who your audience actually is, what their needs are, what their goals are, and then how you can craft something specifically for them instead of trying to be a super generalist and hit everybody. Right. And it'll actually bring them in because again, even if it's free, you still got to convince them to cut, to come in. You still got to convince them to attend doing all of that homework that we do with people at the beginning. It makes the decision easier, whether free or not free. Right. Like yeah. it, it just, it just helps. Um, and then move into the marketing with a lot of confidence because there's always going to be marketing. Yes. <laughs> Even if it's free. If so it's don't free. think that just cause you're d- doing it for free that you, you get to like escape the, the, the marketing work. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. I would also add that I think that post pandemic or, or, uh, in this weird limbo that we're in right now with it, Uh, A lot of people have become really wary and kind of cynical about free events and have been much less likely to just sign up. I think early on it was a lot easier to be like, oh, yeah, I want to go to that. Oh, I want to go. I'm starved Mm -hmm. for social connection, right? Because we've all been so isolated. Uh, But now as as things are kind of equalizing, people are much more – kind of uh, critical about what they're what they're committing to even if it's going to be a free event so the answer to the question is it depends of course because it always does uh because at the core of thing of everything that we do it's about understanding what your audience is and and how you can deliver something specifically for them um and then determining if that's through a free event or a paid event so let's do a little recap the core question is should my event be free what people are usually asking is, is this actually worth what we're charging for it? A little crisis of confidence there. Uh, can we get away with charging this much? I feel like I'm pulling the wool over my audience's eyes a little bit. Um, or on the flip side, how can I get the biggest audience ever? And we will help you work through those things by looking at what outcomes you're delivering, what value you're creating for your audience through your conference, uh, understanding their demographics, socioeconomic status, what resources they have, what they're looking for, and all the different ways that you can do that. Uh, And through that, you can then make a calculated and informed decision on what, if anything, you should be charging for your event. Thanks for listening to Make It Kick-Ass. We know that setting ticket prices can feel difficult and overwhelming at times, but we hope that you walk away from today's conversation thinking about the value that you're providing your audience first and foremost. And if you want to dig deeper into this topic, you can grab a free copy of the tool that we use with our clients to help them set ticket prices. And you can find that at GetEventLab.com. And I will see you all next time.